Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we'll play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Hello, hello, Delora. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm here. I'm making it. I know. I know. (laughs) It's been a week. Girl. They've all been a week, it feels like, for a very long time. (laughs) I know, I know. And there's so much to cover this week. So let's go hang into these hot topics, okay? All right. Little Nas X dropped a brand new music video Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. called Montero, parentheses, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, According to Rolling Stones, it is an unabashedly queer video in this video ashley little nas x has a lot of imagery that christians know quite well right yeah yeah um so you know we start the video off little nas x is in the garden of eden um there's a snake he plays all these characters mind you okay so that plays into you know temptation or the fall he's judged in like this roman you know coliseum coliseum exactly and it looks like he was going to ascend to heaven and then out of nowhere a strip of pole to hell Appears and he rides it all the way down and gives a lap dance to the devil, snaps his head, and at the end of the video, it looks like he becomes the prince of darkness. Ashley, what were your initial reaction <laughs> to this video? I'm laughing because I thought I had seen it all. As I said to you. <laughs> I thought I had seen it all. It's hard at this point to surprise and shock and awe. And I was shocked and awed. If I had pearls, I would have been clutching them. Because I just was not ready. First of all, who knew Lil Nas had them dance? Who, who knew he had them stripper skills? I heard that he got some lessons. Yes. But sir, you can do your thing. That's one thing. <laughs> and the second, obviously, was just how controversial I had already started hearing that this video was and everybody and their mom has an opinion about anything, everything anyway. So, you know, I just, I was surprised, but this is the era we're living in. I'm more surprised by the Satan shoes, which I'm sure we'll get to than the video itself. So those are my initial thoughts, Delora. Yeah. So for me, okay, I get it. I understand that this is um, essentially little Nas X, you know, giving it to Christians, right? He said in a statement that, you know, he hated himself growing yeah. up and he, he was, was taught to. He was going to go to hell. Exactly. And, you know, one thing about little Nas X is that he is a troll. 
and he's a very good one. And he <laughs> is trolling the F out of quote unquote religious people right now. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, he's trolling us by saying, okay, so if I'm going to live my life this way, let me I'm ride the king. pole yes. hill. You know I'm what I mean? I'm going to do my whole thing. I'm going to be the king of this thing. I mean, I got to watch a reaction video on YouTube with a guy and he came in and sat with him for his reaction and kind of gave a breakdown and explained it. So yeah. he definitely is taking the piss out of the situation for yes. sure, for lack so of a better term. <laughs> one of my favorite reactions was from Van Lathan, and I sent it to you and I even put it on our Instagram. Please follow us at Recapping Podcast. Thank you on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. Van, he put, I'm old because I don't play with Satan. I love exactly. little X though. Exactly. When I tell you, I felt that in my bones yes. like i understand what little nas x is trying to do with it but what i'm not going to do yes. is put a pentagram in anything that i do exactly Ashley, let's get to these shoes girls get to these shoes <laughs> i don't even listen to spells in movies because i don't know whether or not that mess is real or not so Ooh, this is how wait. serious i am when i don't when i when i say i'm not serious you know Yes, I don't play you with don't the play. Stuff. Absolutely. I told you, if I even saw somebody wearing them shoes, I'd be walking in the other direction because <laughs> I just can't. I, I'm not playing with y'all. You ain't going. I'm not wearing anything that has the mark of the beast on it. What are we saying? Yeah. What are we doing? Okay. What are we saying? So, Ashley, you are referring to Little Nines X mischief collaboration Satan shoes. Okay. Uh, these shoes are you know, repurposed uh, Nike Air... Air Max. Um, Air Max, I'm sorry, 97s. They have 666 on it. They have uh, the scripture where it talks about Satan dropping to the earth like lightning. Yes. It supposedly has a drop of actual human blood Girl. mixed in with red ink mm-hmm. on the soles and it retails mm-hmm. for $1,018 and my by the way they are sold out yeah but Nike suing because Nike said we don't want no parts of this nonsense what you're not going to do is cause confusion or delusion and create an erroneous association between mischievous products and Nike that's part of the official statement mm-hmm. so it's understandable you, mischief has a jesus shoe and none of that called <laughs> caused ruckus so i'm just gonna put that out there but little nas x being the troll that he is um his just go to his twitter it's the funniest stuff he has um that one video that went viral that prison guy who was singing for his parole or something talking about i'm sorry it, it was hilarious <laughs> like he was like Nike suing us. So I feel like he's prepared. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's not like he's the first artist, especially uh, in the pop game, who's done, played, told this line, especially when it comes to religion and being controversial. Again, he just took it to a, a step that I had not yet seen and was Madonna holy. did it in the 90s yeah like I, mean, a prayer. I guess he even had to give credit to uh, fka twigs who had a video yep. that he that he saw that was inspirational for the montero video again it's not a first i just don't think i was ready
ready for quite the level visually that day that I saw. But if this is the direction you want to go in as an artist, you know, it's artistry, do your thing. I just, I'm not wearing no Satan shoes, point blank, nope, period. I'm not doing it, not doing it at all. So, okay, so we're going to go ahead and change the subject. So, Ashley, the NAACP awards were over the weekend, actually on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I bring that up because I'm so used to, of awards being on Sunday. Right. That when, I actually didn't watch it from the beginning. And then when I caught it, I texted you. I was like, Yeah, hey. I forgot about it. I knew it was coming on. And I just totally forgot about it. But I have gone back and watched the entire show now. So, yes. Thank you. And so we're going to just talk about the highlights. Uh, Anthony Anderson, this is his eighth year in a row hosting this. He said, uh, Them checks clear. <laughs> Girl, he said the double A and uh, NAACP stands for Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anderson. That cracked me up. Um, I loved his monologue where he highlighted, you know, the, the toilet paper shortage, Postmates, yes. Tiger King, D-Nice versus The Last Dance, and of course, Biden-Harris. Let's talk about the winners, okay? And specifically the winners of the televised show. So, Issa Ray won for Insecure. Yes, and this East. is major because Tracy Ellis Ross takes that home every year, practically. Yes, she basically <laughs> said, thank you for losing, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs> Reggae Jean Page won for Bridgerton, which no I loved, but I also was like, you're, you're up against Sterling K. Brown, though. No, for real. For real. But he, he, I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. And I absolutely loved his speech. Again, he spoke to, uh, go check out our Bridgerton podcast where I highlight some of his awesome quotes. But his speech was beautiful. He says that it is the highest honor to represent us in the fullness of our humanity, the fullness of our joy, of our glamour, of our splendor, of our royalty, and of our love. Oh, reggae. Okay. So <laughs> I wanted Swoon. to highlight that. <laughs> Swoon, baby. Oh, yes, Duke. Okay. So best actress in the drama, Viola Davis for How to Get, Get Away with Murder, which is fantastic because this was in its final year. Mm-hmm. She won again for best actress in motion picture for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Chadwick Boseman won for Best Actor in a Motion Picture, and his widow gave a beautiful speech. Now, every time she gives these speeches, I am absolutely heartbroken every time. Absolutely. But this speech was much different than the previous ones because she went ahead and highlighted the importance of getting colon cancer screened. Mm -hmm. And uh, in in her speech, she says, black people are 20% more likely to be diagnosed with colon cancer and 40% more likely to die from it. This disease is beatable if you catch it in its early stages. You are so needed and so loved. Please take your health into your own hands gorgeous yeah and she looked amazing as always as always all right i also want to highlight girl best motion picture (laughs) i'm gonna just read off this nominees list really quick because this is this is needed okay in this category one night in miami ma rainey's black bottom 
Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, Defy Bloods, Bad Boys for Life. Ashley. I'm just going to say that of those listed, the majority we've recapped, and there's one that we probably would not, and that one was... The winner in this category, Ashley, was Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Ashley, yeah. okay. When they when they announced this, I was like, what? I think I think that we were absolutely on the same page about that. And again, I was surprised that it was even in the category. It didn't deserve let alone to be there. the winner of that category. So it was to the point, it was so bad, Ashley. And you know, this is what I put in our text conversation. It's almost in a this is a joke category. Like yeah. like this this is a joke. This award is a joke if you're giving Bad Boys for Life, best motion picture for the entire year, up against Jingle Jangle, up against My Rainy, up against One Night in Miami. What? Yeah, like I said, <laughs> that was, it was shocking, especially because of the body of work that Black filmmakers have done. Like, I could even see if this was a year where not a lot had really come out or had been yes. released, but it was an exceptional yes. year for exceptional. black filmmakers. So absolutely, it hit even a little bit lower for me because of that. It did. It did. And we respect the NAACP, but that was a disappointment. Um, Somebody social- called in a favor. I don't know. <laughs> had to. Yeah. Had to. So, so y'all let so- us know what y'all think. Was that a snub? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Social Justice Impact winner, Stacey Abrams, which is well-deserved. I mean, absolutely. They created did, that award brand new. They did. They did. And oh, and because it's new, I'm going to go ahead and list the nominees. April Ryan, uh, Debbie Allen, LeBron James, and Tamika Mallory. And then Entertainment Entertainer of the Year, the nominees are T- Tyler Perry, Trevor Noah, Viola, Viola Davis, Regina King and D Nice, who is the winner. So um, it was a good award show overall. It wasn't bad. I don't know. I, I have to say BET Awards was probably one of my favorite quarantine awards this season so far. So, and you know, the Academy Awards aren't even doing it. So yeah, it's been, I can't even think now about, and I think we talked about this before, about the BET Awards. The Soul Train Awards were phenomenal. I really enjoyed those mm-hmm. uh, that happened during quarantine. But Regina King looked amazing, by the way. That was yeah. my style and, moment. And that's what I was going to get to. What are your favorite uh, style moments? So we talked about the winners. So what's your favorite style moment? It was absolutely Regina King in mm-hmm. that dress. I did not look up designer or any of those things because she was just flawless. I loved it. I loved the braids with the pop of color. I mm-hmm. thought Issa looked phenomenal as well um angelical (laughs) yeah angelic yeah i i thought that those two ladies really stood out for me i thought there were some beautiful dresses but those two were my favorite looks what about you delora yeah regina king was my number one and my number two was uh tracy ellis ross and Mm -hmm. um with with the second look because she had two looks <laughs> I want Tracy to be my long lost auntie. I just wanna I just wanna blend in with her family just a little she bit. Did a, <laughs> she did a Vogue 73 questions one time and they were like, Who's your style icon? And she's like, hopefully me. Um 
<laughs> she's like i can look back and say me and i'm like okay i thought she would say yes, like her mother or okay i mean she she does have phenomenal style for sure but that's it has to be she had to be saying that humorously because usually she's not quite that person but love Listen, her though you never love know. her i mean you, right. obviously we don't know any of these people <laughs> <laughs> this is all pure speculation i said i hope she's my long lost auntie i don't think we're of relation so bummer so all right our next hot topic quavo and sweetie elevator mm. situation why does shit always go down in the elevator girl so tmz earlier this week released a video showing an altercation between quavo and sweetie that apparently happened last year um, in this video, they are fighting over some type of Call of Duty suitcase. Uh, <laughs> the first shot uh, you see, she's th- swinging at him, and then something happens, and he takes the case, and she goes with it, and she's swung against the door, and she's on the floor for the majority of the video. He's looking at her. He then looks at the camera like, I hope they're not videotaping yeah like oh shit (laughs) and then at the end of the video they leave uh he doesn't help her up or anything and she limps out the door so we hadn't heard from anyone up until today uh sweetie broke her silence and said this unfortunate incident happened a year ago while we have reconciled since then and moved past this particular disagreement there were simply too many other hurdles to overcome in our relationship and we have both since moved on she added i kindly ask that everyone respect my privacy during this time and this i found on page six so ashley what are your thoughts on on this whole situation is this abuse oh my goodness I don't honestly have a lot to say about this because it's very hard to be a spectator and come in on a video and have very strong opinions besides the fact that it didn't look good didn't look right looked like something was amiss looked like there may be some type of issue in their relationship that was of an abusive nature yeah Um, toxic right i know that the internets want to speculate and people seem to be having very hard stands one way or the other i would just say obviously uh abuse and domestic violence are never okay never justified and i hope that if that was the case that um she definitely is now out of that situation and has moved past it because Mm -hmm. you know this is coming on the heels obviously of, of them breaking up and us thinking that he had possibly cheated and all these things so it's definitely you know adding fuel to the fire Girl. but i just don't like i don't want to sit here and try to speculate on whether or not i think quavo was um abusing her behind the scenes outside of these few seconds of a video that we got to witness so that's yeah. where i'm at with it so for me, um, yes, is it wrong that she was throwing, you know, her hands at him? Sure. But hot, the way he swung her for that case, obviously something's important in that case. And, and again, this happened last year. So that meant... What was in that freaking case? Exactly. 
but I mean, he didn't even help her up. She's limping out the door. I just feel like I have never, ever been a part of any type of scuffle in that way. I haven't and, either. And and with that, the lack of respect is where I have a problem. And and again, yes, a woman should never throw hands on a man and all that, but he needs to not feel like he can That's throw his okay. girlfriend in the elevator for whatever that was in that case. I'm sure something materialistic, right? <laughs> I mean, I just, I have, it, it's so no, we hard don't have to say. Whole story. We don't have yeah. the whole story, but there's just some things that are just not okay. And so, and my last point to that is, if he felt that comfortable doing that in public, what I just wonder what privately? is going on privately. Yeah, again, that's why I said, it's, it's just, I don't, I, I just don't have much for this. For, I know sometimes I get very robust in my opinions. This isn't one that I had a very strong opinion on because it didn't look good. I mean, that's what, that's what I have for you. It didn't yeah. look good. And it didn't and, seem like it was possibly the first time. And I, but I can't speak of what happens behind closed doors with couples. I'll just know it didn't yeah, look good. Didn't no, look good, sir. It did not. All right. And I thought it was worth bringing up considering they were a hot topic a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, just last week, I think. Right. So yeah, best wishes to both parties, but you know, he got a couple of uh, strikes against him at this point mm. <laughs> in my book. <laughs> yeah. We'll see All what right. happens. It seems like this stuff comes and goes in the public sphere as we know. So yes. All right. So we're going to do a quick speed round and provide some updates. So first update really quick tiger woods crash uh cause has been determined however they're not going to release the details to the public just yet mm -hmm. i guess in california there's some type of law that uh said that people who are just in pure accidents they're allowed to their privacy before it's released to, to public record so i thought that was interesting um all right number two Sharon Osbourne is out of the talk. Deuces. According to page six, her settlement is anywhere from $5 million to $10 million payout for leave, or quote unquote, leaving the show, I'm sure. Well, we didn't know how much she had left on her contract, so. Yeah, but in their investigation, they found so much <laughs> from past. I'm sure host. we heard um, quite a bit just publicly quite a bit and even Elaine and her hair uh stylist put on put former formal um complaints complaints out there which you know extended their hiatus but they're set to come back um in a couple of weeks and um oh one last thing Ashley I wanted to bring this up that fine meteorologist on good morning Britain, uh, Alex Bertiford. Mm -hmm. He is replacing Pierce Morgan in the morning for the host seat. And so to me, that was really fun and exciting. So, yeah, and he's fine too. Mm. Girl. Anyway, <laughs> another one, another one that beats out another one that beats out Prince William in the bald, uh, sexiest bald man contest. Okay, Thank I'm you. sure listeners, y'all heard about that ridiculousness. And we just want to know that was not a legit survey. That was not a it legit not. poll. There was no woman in the world who said that besides Kate. Okay? The British, the British press. Um, I'm be. not the British press. I'm talking in the, the Buckingham Palace PR group is yes. in overdrive right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> Get out of here with these shenanigans, people. Oh, 
and with that, that is our hot topics today. So Ashley, right. are you ready for the recap? I am, girl. So this week we are doing Jenny and Georgia. This is a Netflix original series. 10 episodes dropped back February 24th. It's really been in and out of top 10 since then. It's currently listed at number four. Yes. So uh, I'm not sure what continues to propel the popularity. Say, what's the resurgence? I wonder. But clearly the, the word of mouth or something is keeping it going. And also those Netflix metrics, okay? Uh, so quick summary. Free-spirited Georgia and her two kids, Jenny and Austin, move north in search of a fresh start, but find that the road to new beginnings can be bumpy. I also love this from a Marie Claire article that I read. Jenny and Georgia is half thriller, half coming of age story with little sprinkles of comedy in between serious moments. It's a grab bag and there's truly something for everyone in this addicting new show. So, Delora, we're looking at first-timers here that were involved in Jenny and Georgia. First-time creator, Sarah Lampert. First-time mm-hmm. showrunner, Deborah J. Fisher. So, shout-out to those ladies. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this cast. We have Antonia Gentry as Jenny Miller. Mm-hmm. We have Brianne Howie as Georgia Miller. We have oh, Diesel. really quick. I have something to say about her. I, the, my first introduction to her was the the exorcist the okay the, F, uh the fox show original show it, had, it only had two seasons the first season she was the demon possessed daughter oh lord and i can't get i can't get her possession out of my face so to see her oh, in this no. role was just like <laughs> completely a new light because she did it so well I'm, i mean i give her her props but. oh yeah she's a really good actress for some reason my second viewing she gave me julia roberts vibes i don't know if it's mm. the smile but yes. it's something that they have this very similar in appearance and i actually saw an interview and she said a lot of people compare her smile to yeah julia yeah, yeah it really caught me so yeah. shout out to you brianne you definitely did your thing mm-hmm. Um, Diesel Latorica as Austin Miller, Jennifer Robertson as Ellen Baker, Felix Millard as Marcus, Sarah Wiseglass as Maxine, Scott Porter as Mayor Paul Randolph, Raymond A. Black as Joe, Nikki Ramel as Teenage Georgia, Mason Temple as Hunter, Katie Douglas as Abby, Chelsea Clark as Nora, Colton Gobo as Jordan, Tyson Smith as Brody, Damian Romeo as Matt Press, Sabrina Gerdovich as Cynthia, Dan Birney as Nick, Nathan Mitchell as Zion, and Alex Malari Jr. as P.I. Gabriel Cordova. So let's get into these ratings. Rotten Tomatoes, 68% for both critics and audience score, but 86% with Google users. So Delora, as mm-hmm. usual, I've given everyone else's opinion, but ours. Give me your grade for the Netflix hit, Jenny and Georgia. My grade would be a C minus. Okay. So uh, I watched it all. I was invested. Okay. Um, but the tone of the show was a little bit all over the place for me. Like, am I supposed to laugh? Like, I, and I say that because the first time I laughed, I was, I think it was like even a couple of episodes in, I'm like, so this is a joke, right? Okay. <laughs> and then 
when it when it comes to uh george's character you know is she actually evil and sinister or is she just a woman who's trying to make ends meet Mm. i i actually wasn't able to come to a conclusion with that and you know again i didn't know how to feel about it because i was like oh so this is like gilmore girls meets uh the the life of the american teenage you know show meets you know because i think they make fun of the wokeness um in some ways you know what i mean and i'll explain that later but that's where i am how about you ashley okay well i gave this show a b and previously this was a hidden gem for me because i binged it within a day Mm -hmm. uh the first time that i watched it and i think what continues to give my b rating because i thought hard about this to your point set my second time watching I was like there's definitely a lot going on with this show but I think what gets me is that it just surprised me so much with what it ended up being I remember telling you I thought it was going to be like this really run-of-the-mill suburban family story Mm -hmm. and it was so much darker and more twisty than I expected so to Mm -hmm. your point Gilmore Mm -hmm. Girls all of those but listen it's also some Twin Peaks it's definitely some dark (laughs) humor in there and I am a very Mm -hmm. dark humor person I still watch Mm -hmm. um the uh War of the Roses and uh, laugh hysterically so it's just my genre maybe but Mm -hmm. that's why it gets a B so spoiler alert we will talk more about this as we get towards the end guys but we're about to go ahead and get into the good good because as I said there's a lot to discuss in this tale of Jenny and Georgia season one so Delora we're gonna start with the beginning of the season episodes one through three so let's get going so this show as we kind of kick off we, we start hearing first but from, from Jenny, uh, narration. So she's a teenager. We meet her at the same age she was when her mother, Georgia, had her, which is 15 years old, right? So young. Yeah, so we kind of get into the family dynamic. Her stepfather, Kenny, is killed in a car accident and dies. So her, her little brother, Austin, and Georgia move to Wellsbury, Massachusetts. Jenny says later on in a conversation with one of her friends that the reason why they move so much is always about a freaking guy. So we see racially charged moments throughout this show, but it hits us very early on, even with this interaction almost with a police officer, right? Jenny Mm -hmm. is pumping gas on her mother's BMW. It seems like the cops all of a sudden going to approach the car until Georgia walks up, right? So one thing that I'm glad is that the show did not shy away from those moments, especially because you have this biracial child who's being Mm -hmm. raised by this white mother and is going to this affluent white suburb, whether it's the North or the south you're still going to experience racism yes well i have something to say to that point because the way i viewed it was okay here we go again like are we again i didn't know the tone of the show originally right so i'm just like are they just throwing in this in the show since we're in such a heightened moment societally you know what i mean when it comes to you couldn't tell how genuine it was yeah i couldn't tell that exactly okay any other thoughts on this scene because i did want to pause and give you a minute to discuss your thoughts oh uh nope you keep going okay (laughs) so we get flashes as we keep going of georgia back in her youth because her real name is mary 
Delora. And mm-hmm. we see that she was abused and had to basically flee this trailer for her life, right? She adopts the name Georgia when she made it to that state. Basically, she's asked her name. She looks over. She sees the state of Georgia sign. Uh, she ends up getting this mentor and a biker chick who tells her, get more flies with honey. But if you get yourself a bee, sting first, right? <laughs> so that's a mantra she lives by. And even her kids live by as we grow into, you know, current day Georgia. Uh, we see she meets Jenny's dad, who was 17 at the time, Zion. And he also seemed like he was going through a, a little bit of something. He's supposed to be on a gap year, but, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's still in and, you know, obviously has no problem dating this little 14 or 15 year old. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as an interesting connection in a bar, he had stole someone's ID. I mean, it was just, it was, it was interesting meet cute, if that's what we want to call it. Yeah, if that's what we want to call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think it's interesting because, you know, he's quote unquote finding himself, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, that'll definitely come up in conversation later. But yeah, um, I mean, he references the Jack Kerouac book, right? Yes. And being on the road and, you know, what have you. But again, he he's, he's doing some things that speak to maybe you weren't mature enough yet for this not at all of life sir so not at all anyway um i love this line from jenny she ends up saying i'm not gonna be white and bougie even if you put me in a cable knit sweater because once they're in wellsbury again you have the encounter with the cop but they get they get to this new house it's big it's beautiful they're getting settled and it seems like her mother's all of a sudden trying to get her to fit into this new suburban affluent community they're coming into but jenny she's not here for it she's not excited about the move she doesn't seem excited about life or she's an angsty teenager super angsty right like her mom and her seem like they have a bond it seems like they're close meeting her mom is like this angsty teenage thing like frankly i'm bored right i'm over it so georgia again trying to get her kids acclimated shows up to austin's first day of school looking like l woods from legally blonde i thought the same thing i was like that's literally plucked absolutely like i feel like that was a dress in Elle's wardrobe and they just brought it over everything yes Yes. she immediately meets the the mean mom crew as i dubbed them run by cynthia and we see little austin is getting bullied right Mm -hmm. Um, like right off the bat so again new to this school new to this community does not seem to be going really really well for the family thus far so At her new school, though, beef between Jenny and her AP English teacher starts immediately because he questions whether she could keep up. She put him on blast for only promoting the white male perspective. Delora, were you here for this scene in which it seems like Jenny kind of put her AP teacher in his place? Absolutely. I loved every minute of it. And um, just because I... I wish we were a little bit that aware at that age because we, I was not. No, (laughs) especially not with authority. I don't think I was there to question authority in that way. Exactly. But I thought there were valid points. It's like the greats, these are all predominantly white male pieces of work. Where are, where's James Baldwin? Where's Mm -hmm. Angelou? Where's, you know, I'm I'm not a a lit major, so I don't know other people's work as well, but I was just very impressed. And I also felt like his ego was a little bit too fragile 
to get ruffled, get his feathers so ruffled by a 15 year old girl, essentially shoving it back in his face because exactly. I mean, assumption is it almost reminds me of the comment that Megan McCain made on the view the other day where when a black person goes into a space people assume it's affirmative action or a diversity quota ex- instead of wondering oh my gosh this person is probably overqualified for the position and they have been overlooked due to mediocrity according to Sunny. <laughs> Point blank, period. Love Sonny Halston. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was just, he started the relationship on a foot that made me very satisfied with what Jenny said, because not only was she accurate, but it was also, if you're going to question my intelligence, and this is my first day, you don't know anything about me, then I'm going to show you exactly who I am, and I'm going to do it in a way that embarrasses you, and I'm going to get my point across so that you never make this mistake again. And Mm -hmm. I, I was fully here for this particular scene i can't say that i always agree with jenny because i think sometimes she popped off a little bit too much for me yep but in this moment i was i was with you sis even though she has this moment with the english teacher jenny quickly gets a crew at school led by maxine as maxine says though we have more starbucks than black people right She she is a little bit much. She's a little overwhelming in terms of her approach. She barely stops a little speaking bit. when Just. she's kind of introducing Jenny to everybody else. But you can tell Jenny is excited to be meeting people and having friends and kind of getting introduced to this world. Because as we go on through the series, we realize because Jenny moves so much, she's never had friends before. Exactly. So this is exciting. And that was one of the things I really enjoyed about this actress. Um, again, there were <laughs> plenty of moments where she was annoying and it was her character, yes. you know, um, but you can see the subtlety in her face when, you know, she's, you know, entering a new group or, um, you know, per- they want to do a, you know, go to a party or something like that. And you can see the, the wheels turning on her face. And I thought she captured that extremely well. I, yes. I, you you were she was, on the ride with her. That's she was the first it. person cast in this series. And I think that they hit really? the nail on the head. She was the first person cast in Georgia. Brienne was the last mm. person cast. Wow. So yeah, they, they hit the nail on the head for sure. Mm. But we also see that, that Jenny has a connection with, Maxine's twin brother, Marcus, uh, the boy next door or across the street in this case, right? Georgia but also befriends their mother, Ellen. Shout out to Jocelyn Shits Creek, baby. Yes. I was so happy to see her in yes. a really nice haircut. Absolutely. She looked phenomenal. Woman. She looked phenomenal. <laughs> I was here for it. It's like it's like your heart flutters to see somebody from a show you love. So Absolutely. it was such a nice casting. Bracia one of the seven black kids at school tries to befriend Jenny in the process of her kind of getting acclimated and we'll see more of Bracia. We'll get back to Bracia, yeah. but I just wanted to go ahead and mention it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't like how Jenny treated her. I don't think a lot of black people who watch this show liked how Jenny <laughs> treated her, but we're going to get back to that for sure. Uh, as another footnote on kind of this entry into school and everything, she gets busted shoplifting Delora with these new friends, Abby and Nora. 
you need to say quote unquote friends quote unquote well i was gonna say i didn't i didn't care for abby and that holds true throughout the entirety of the series the entirety of the show because she's trash i'm sorry i know these are lord jesus did y'all feel that because i felt that in my chest Dolores, say how you really feel, girl. I, I don't, you know, those <laughs> shifty-eyed friends, don't trust she, them. She just was never here for Jenny, and I don't like never. when someone is not welcoming to someone they don't even know, right? I just felt like she immediately had a problem, and I never identified what it was. I mean, I know later on they try to pacify it with, oh, she's going through things at home, but that still does not negate you being a trash person, and I'll Period. say that about a couple of characters on this show. If you're trash person you may be going through things behind the scenes but you can still be kind you can still open Jen- yeah. be open to jenny but you never were so that's my problem with abby and then yep. this scene with you getting busted shoplifting it was abby's idea she threw jenny under the bus and then you even tried to throw her under the bus to her own to mother her own mother you thought that was gonna fly sis it takes a kind to know a kind so listen absolutely and that's my daughter like i know my child i don't know you but i know my child and again for jenny to be intellectually brilliant right um courtesy of her 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 dad because apparently he's well read or whatever and he passed that along to her Mm -hmm. and again she has the ovaries needed to speak truth to power but it seems yes, like she couldn't, she couldn't even stand up for herself in her peer group. What, She's still was- a teenager, I think, was the point of that, right? Again, because mm-hmm. when you're talking about possibly the the protection she's had to carry for herself to get through some of these moves and some of these situations, I think it's easier for her to be tough when it came to authority or some other but once she started getting this click and she wants approval because she even says that's Georgia like I just want them to like me you know Mm -hmm. and and it's a level of vulnerability that I don't think she's even used to yet because she hasn't had to deal with it but inevitably Georgia's like well now you got to get a job so you about to go work at Joe's restaurant (laughs) Mm-hmm. which Joe. we haven't talked about i haven't talked about no. joe yet but joe has been here in the series so far since the beginning and georgia makes it a point to always mess with joe in certain ways she finds ways to kind of get joe to do her bidding because yes. she finds out early on that joe is using college students and high school students essentially for free labor and so yep. she uses it against him to get him to offer a healthy alternative to lunch at school for elementary school to give uh to give jenny this job she's gonna Mm -hmm. use it later for an auction item at a poker game or a casino night so i mean we're seeing the seeds set between her and joe but the dynamics definitely shift over the course of the show so we'll get back to joe as well so georgia is quite the people person delora especially with men right they she, are wrapped around her little pinky finger. Listen, she eventually sweet talks her way into a job with the mayor's office, Mayor Paul Randall, Randolph, I should say. I never enjoyed this actor. I'm so sorry, Scott. But from Friday Night Lights, the heart of Dixie to now, Was he I'm never a, on your team. Or something? He's not a dick in these shows. He's always held up to this good guy best guy best option for the protagonist 
I don't like it in his case. It's uh, something, it's almost like, I don't know, almost like a Captain because, America I mean, complex. I was just about to say, I, I mean, with Captain America, Chris Evans wins that for me all But the time, you also but... love Chris Evans. So let's be clear that okay, I feel like another yeah. at, yes, you are, yeah. No, you like, love Chris Evans, Falcon though. and the Winter Soldier, I've barely been able to watch it because I'm like, who is this man? Who is this man? Cody this is Han and Kurt Russell's son. Son of all Crazy. people right now. But yeah. he has, he he had a, he knew he was going in with a lot of pressure, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we digress, but I'll get back to those feelings too because we'll get to that in terms of some love stories later on in the series. But yeah, he's just always held up to this standard and I just haven't enjoyed him in that role. This is the first one actually where he's a little more layered and we'll get to that. So again, gets sweet talks her way into this job but she calls it resourcefulness right really it means she's gonna do shit by any means necessary she helps her son break his bully's nose again her son is nine these kids are children right she breaks her 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 son's bully's nose or helps her son do he punches him in the face she just helps to stop the blood (laughs) stole from a store to finance her wardrobe like I said, blackmail Joe into doing something she needs to do. And the list goes on and on and on. But why, Ashley? She is a woman with a lot of secrets. <laughs> she has a lot a in lot. her closet that she's had to do in her mind to get to where she needed to get to and fight to survive. So mm. right now, though, because of her the death of her ex, She's in a struggle with his ex-wife who's contesting the wheel. So her money is completely tied up that she thought she was going to get from her husband because he was like the king of these yoga studios back in yoga Texas. Yoga Baboa. Thank you. <laughs> you know, he had his own little franchise going. So he has some money coming in, leading her to some shenanigans, though, like opening a credit card in her son's name. And... Stealing money from sophomore sleepover that her daughter's going to have at school. So, I mean, morally, we're seeing some shenanigans going on Mm -hmm. with with Georgia. But again, we're we're seeing it set up as in, I have to do what I have to do to survive and for the sake of my family, right? Yes. But we also see Delora, she put petals from a flower in Kenny's smoothie that seemingly caused his heart attack an accident that killed him we see that by the end of episode one yes it seemed like it was a reaction to an inappropriate moment with jenny but did you feel in this moment like oh georgia may not be quite who we think she is or she's a little darker than we thought what were your reactions to that potential murder well, for that particular murder, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Because there's more like, than one. <laughs> I felt like she was protecting her daughter. Again, at this phase, I felt like she's going to do whatever she has to do to protect and provide for her family because it's just her and her kids and she's been on her on her own since she was 15 years old right and we also saw that she was abused so one could think at this point like it was possibly sexual so yeah it's going to trigger her if it seems like he was doing something inappropriate with jenny now does that constitute murder we don't know yet but as an audience we can be the judge yes but i didn't it didn't sway how i felt about her like i continued to watch you know and she's she's also one of our protagonists so it's like Mm -hmm. but i'm still team georgia because georgia had to have a valid reason for what she did right? right yeah yes so let's talk guys 
So we have some love situations brewing early. We have setup of Hunter versus Marcus, love triangle for Jenny. Mm -hmm. Hunter is set up as the smart, good guy. And Marcus is set up really as the brooding bad boy. Over the course of the series, though, I feel like they give them way more layers than that. But that's just mm -hmm. kind of the initial phase that I feel like we were introduced. Mm -hmm. Also, as Georgia points out, Hunter drives a, a fucking Porsche, right? Like, hello. Um, she loses, Jenny loses her virginity to Marcus, but he's also seeing someone else, another schoolmate named Padma. He seems to enjoy climbing uninvited in and out of her window. And we also get kind of a footnote on his character and that his best friend died the year prior. So he's kind of depressed, kind of been going through some things. and Kind of aimless. Yeah, yeah. he's not mm -hmm. He's not what he necessarily originally seemed because he, he seemed like an asshole at first, I'm be honest. He seemed like a little dick. Hunter, though, asked Jenny to be his girlfriend by the end of episode three. So Delora, between this Hunter and Marcus dynamic, did you have a preference at the beginning of the season from episodes one through three? Episodes one through three, I felt like she had the initial connection with Marcus. Mm -hmm. And it was his flippant uh, behavior towards her in public, calling her, you know, just one of my sister's dumb friends and things right. like that, that, you know, deterred any from that going anywhere. Right. Right. And so but i i you know you felt a deeper connection or attraction between jenny and marcus you know from day one mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, when it when it came to hunter initially he was fine by the time we get to the middle I, i'll have something else to say about him but you know he's good on paper yeah. So I'm with you that I definitely felt like Marcus was who she gravitated towards from jump. And so I think it was because, you know, Marcus was seeing somebody else and he seemed like a dick and all these things that it, it even allowed for Hunter to kind of be brought into the equation. But I like Hunter. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely going to get back to this dynamic because I, I have my, my, my thoughts for sure. So let's get to Georgia's love life. Mayor Paul. I keep wanting to call him Mayor Pete because of Pete Buttigieg. Of mayor Paul versus Joe. Joe. Would you have let the mayor watch your kid, by the way? She didn't no. know this man for real. No. I don't I don't trust anybody, but no. Yeah. Like I get it, but we don't I get it that he seems like he's a good guy, but you don't actually know this person, right? You don't know people. You don't know but, how people live. At, at all but in a flashback we see teenage georgia meet joe as a teenager at a rest stop so you know that was really the catalyst for her even ever wanting to move to wellsbury massachusetts to know that it even exists yes okay like i know about massachusetts i have no idea if wellsbury exists really or not oh i don't either at all <laughs> but but to carry that through for all these years and eventually moved there. I still couldn't get a gauge at this point whether she knew that this was that Joe. Yes. Or exactly. whether she didn't. Because again, all these years later. She knows how to play the game and 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 she has a wonderful poker space. But yeah, I have no idea if she knew, if she made that connection. At all, at all, couldn't tell. Did you have any preference for Mayor Joe or Mayor, the Mayor versus Joe at this point? You know, I sometimes 
I, well, I don't know what the rate is, but sometimes I like the, the obvious guy and sometimes I like the underdog. For this particular situation, I did like Joe a lot. Okay. okay. Um, although I guess everybody is kind of shady. I just was like, oh, he's really doing this free labor thing, huh? <laughs> but again, um, she didn't give him the time of day, though, that I, I would have liked in, in terms of at this point of the series. Um, she's much more focused than Jenny in terms of what it seems like she's looking for or focused yes, on. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. There's not that level of confusion in her heart, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like it. Because she's going for status and she's going for money or presume money she also has much more going on in her life and much more that she is distracted from i feel like too because to that juggle two men girl <laughs> she has a lot of secrets lot. that we're gonna get to so um throughout these first three episodes it seems like georgia is really thinking she's doing what's best for her kids but delora are the kids really all right because both dads are not around. Jenny's dad, Zion, travels as a photographer. Austin's dad is in prison for fraud and embezzlement, potentially because of Georgia. We see Jenny self-harming using a lighter. Georgia's writing fake letters to Austin as his dad from Azkaban, Harry Potter reference. So what are your additional thoughts about these first three episodes in the direction that the kids are going? You know, just your general, how are you feeling? I felt like it was a hot mess. It's like, you know, it seems like she feels like she's a good mom, but then there's a lot of things being overlooked. But then I don't know how she would know to dig into, you know, Jenny's self-harm, right? Mm -hmm. or, or even understanding what the potential long-term effects of her, you know, her, her son running his father in jail, you know, in yeah. jail and things like that. Like, I don't know. Because Austin, out of all the kids, although we 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 have a the opportunity to see Jenny's life, I think Austin is the one that's really going to need a lot of help. I would agree with that, especially because it seems like he has to be pushed into this fantastical reality to even survive yeah yes. right he's wearing glasses to feel like he's harry potter he thinks he's sending letters to his dad in azkaban when he's yes. going through something jenny tra transports him to a world a fictional world in books i mean granted we're supposed to feel that he's okay doing this because he's nine but as we move forward he definitely has a lot of issues that are not being addressed mm -hmm. and that's very concerning to see such behavior in a child so young so let's move on to mid-season Delora we're going to talk about episodes four through six so me mom Cynthia and Georgia have a full-out feud and go toe-to-toe -to -toe over the back-to-school fundraiser with Cynthia wanting the annual bake sale and mm -hmm. Georgia suggesting and ultimately winning, again, with that resourcefulness, a mm -hmm. casino night, right? Because it really came down to, well, Georgia got busted by Mayor Paul for opening credit cards in Austin's name when he was watching Austin. He calls in HR. She mm -hmm. makes him feel guilty and essentially uses that to get her way with this casino exactly. night. So, you know, it, it, was, it was a manipulation. And as an audience, we just are still trying to decide, 
is Georgia good or bad? Because in this case, yes, it seems like she's doing what she has to do because her money is tied up, but are you potentially going to ruin your son's credit? Girl, you know, you're a mess. It's just, it's just a lot morally to have to contend with. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Georgia throws this casino night, but she has a, she has ulterior motive. She's stealing money from the event. Yep. She quadruples their profit year over year, though. That whole principal for a day ruse reeled in $20,000 alone. That was impressive. Lord Jesus. Rich people, okay? Uh, We see Jenny going through some growing pains in her relationship with Hunter. Because as I mentioned, by the end of the beginning of the season, he asked her to be his girlfriend. She sends him a sexy pic. And when he doesn't respond, she also sends it to Marcus and experiences her first big O with some sexting <laughs> and an electric toothbrush. <laughs> Delora, what'd you think of this scene? I thought it was interesting. I mean, okay, so I think one of the things that this show tries to do is give us an idea of what today's teenagers are going through because obviously you and I did not go through uh, social media no ma'am cell phones it was a it was a big deal when I got a brick just to call my parents after, <laughs> at the end of the day okay when I was in high school so <laughs> let alone having a camera on my phone and so you know Jenny learning about herself learning about herself in this new environment and craving that validation you know, I, um, I, I thought, I don't know. I didn't appreciate how, how Hunter didn't send anything like, cause in some ways it's like, I don't think she should have sent the picture in the first place, but that's me being old school, but for her boyfriend to go the whole night and not send anything, of course she sent it to somebody who was going to respond to her potentially. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, all about self-discovery and validation and things like that. And I thought it was interesting. What, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely teenagers, right? This is a very teenager-y moment and scene. I'm like, yes. I get it. You're at a very, I mean, even as women, grown women, we still have that fragility and, you know, yes. wanting to feel, um, you know, attractive, especially to our significant other and all those yes. things. But I think I was at the point again where I was already feeling like Jenny and Marcus had that connection. And so if you're going to say now you're in this relationship with Hunter, I didn't appreciate I get it in that moment that it felt some type of way to you, but it was just like, really, Jenny? Like, if you want to be with Marcus, please go ahead. Like, I I don't want to play this game with you. And I think that it was a product of being a teenager, filling the situation out. You've never had a boyfriend. You've never been in these romantic situations. Mm -hmm. And these are, these are learning lessons that you're going to go through at this age. I mean, she's 15 years old. So You know, yes. I, I thought it was a very interesting uh, scene that they put into the show, especially with that electric toothbrush. So <laughs> Jenny ends up getting taken out of school in the middle of the next day by her mother to go get birth control um, because she said, listen, I busted you taking topless pics. So I'm assuming you ready to be having some sex soon. So mm. let's do what we got to do. Hunter, meanwhile, because him and Jenny finally talk at Battle of the Bands, And she tells him, you know, I just felt like you don't really like me. You know, I wrote, I sent you this picture. You never even responded. He's like, listen, I like you so much. Writes and performs a song for her that goes viral at Battle of the Bands. and gets her some popularity and power. 
at school. Let's be yes, honest. Yes, yes. Because she started acting like a little bit of a mean girl. I'm just. She I mean, was Queen B. Yeah, she was a little Regina George-ish there mm-hmm. for for a little bit. Um, Georgia and the mayor start dating. Do you think everyone has a penguin, as Georgia mentioned? Do you think everyone has a penguin? <laughs> that thing. I think a penguin could be anything from maybe a career to a significant other, right? It just, you know, it just doesn't take off. I'm sure, I'm sure people can identify penguins in their lives. Yeah, that bird that just can <laughs> cannot fly. I liked that though. I liked that uh that analogy. It turned their date turns to a bit of a scandal though, or them dating because Cynthia announces it publicly, along with her run for mayor, because she's Fed up with the shenanigans. I mean, one would think. I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be problematic that you're dating someone in your office. It's definitely going to be problematic that Cynthia now has this grudge between her and your significant other. You know, it was just the the chips were stacking against them for sure. And she was the new new woman in town too. You know, and and she's hot, so that didn't help. A PI comes sniffing around town, Delora, hired by Kenny's ex, really puts Georgia on edge because, again, she's contesting the wheel. Georgia knows her way around a firearm, though, because we see her kill a bunny, assassin style, with a silencer. I have my notes, wow, like, ma'am. I thought it was like a dart or something, or was it a... That was a bullet. She killed that bunny. You see her throw it away in the trash. She killed that bunny. Oh, yeah. Girl, Georgia don't play. Again, it's layers. We're seeing more and more layers. And it's always mixed in this, wrapped in this bow of like, is this real housewives? What am I watching? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because she Mm -hmm. always does it with a smile and thinking she probably smells like, uh, you know, Chanel. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just always very strange. She she does it in, in of you know heels pumps exactly yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> uh we also see in a flashback though she shot her stepfather in the hand because she comes back as a teenager yes goes back to that trailer shoots him in the hand what i put in my notes was this persona she's created is impressive because when you're seeing these flashbacks you realize that the the person she is now she created this person right this is not Absolutely. who she was in any regard growing up she was so soft-spoken and you know insecure granted she was 15 years old but it's almost like her armor it it absolutely is her armor that smile Mm -hmm. she always fixes on her face Mm -hmm. her body her beauty all those things and we Mm -hmm. hear bits of that from jenny's narrative but jenny's narrative is also coming from perspective of a daughter who is both seemingly loves her mother and hates her mother right so it's a very it's almost like what you said in previous podcasts of like can you trust her narration because it's a very skewed perspective you know Um, what are your thoughts on those Britney Spears Halloween costumes that we inevitably get to? Because Bracia did not seem impressed. She came in as Halle Bailey, as Ariel. And she was like, oh, sis, this is what you decided to do? So what do you think about the, this scene? Well, since I'm hashtag free Britney, I loved it. <laughs> and obviously I loved it because according to these children, it's so retro. 
but I grew up having my mom telling me she didn't want me watching the Oops, I Did It Again video because she did not appreciate that mm. red skin suit. Yes, <laughs> Brittany. I'm not that innocent. I actually felt like Jenny should have worn that because it would have played like a wink, wink into the fact that she's not a virgin anymore and is not yes. as innocent as everybody thinks she is. Exactly. But I loved it because, I mean, come on now, toxic era, like you know, I hate to say slave for you now, but you know what I mean? The things we used to do back in the day that's like, oh, why did we do this? Okay. Um, I loved it though, but I understood what, um, what what's her name again? Bracia, Bracia where she's Bracia, coming from. Yeah. Where it was coming from, but I felt like it was pretty, it was pretty harsh in some ways, but then at the same time, the way Jenny has blown her off in the past to me is kind of like reciprocal. <laughs> Yeah, because she had invited her to like leadership. She blew that off, but she inevitably invited her to this Halloween party. I think it was supposed to speak to the fact that Bracia feels like she's really trying to assimilate into this white world and she was trying to be there for her. And it's like, oh, this is just another example of you kind of being able to toe that line in a way. So definitely understood it. But I thought the Britney outfits were cute as well. I really love the costumes. And shit, I was shared from Clueless one year. And you want to know why? Because first of all, we don't do Stacey dash and second of all because i will never be somebody's sidekick a black woman is never somebody's sidekick okay so i will share anyway let's talk outfit too thank you let's talk extended family okay in flashbacks young jenny and zion seem to have support from his parents initially in terms of the care for baby jenny until they wanted the parents wanted to become her legal guardians, Delora. Yes. Georgia dips out and does what she has to do to make ends meet, like set up a illegal poker ring in her apartment. She leaves, she dips out, she does what she has to do. She don't even tell Zion she's going. Her sister in present day pops up at her house. Georgia's been telling everybody she ain't has she doesn't have any siblings, she's the only child, and her parents are dead. So all of a sudden this sister pops up out the blue, her sister Maddie with her son Caleb. Lies, 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 lies are piling up, right? Now she says, oh, I haven't seen my sister in 12 years, X, Y, and Z. Her sis showed up when she was I mean, young as well. own daughter, though. To like, everybody. No one To knew. everybody. Straight face lied to everybody. Her sis showed up again when she was young in flashbacks as well, when she was out, on, when Georgia was out on her own, and she had to kick her out because essentially she couldn't afford to take care of both her sister and Jenny, which, I mean, honestly was very understandable, right? Because she Has is a teenage like runaway. 16, yeah, she was a teenage runaway. Yeah, yeah, it was hard. And she was also being, her sister, though, was also being abused just like she was. So, you know, you feel that that pit in your stomach like, oh, I'm so sorry that you both went through this horrible thing. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that Georgia's sister in present day was working with that P.I. Delora to dig up dirt on her sister for money. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Okay. Well, my deal is her sister did her wrong when she left New Orleans the first time. You know what I mean? And granted, maybe she felt justified because Mary left, you know left the home and left her behind but it's it's only so far you can only use that excuse for so long I felt and I am not your parent I did not bring you into this world I understand I'm your sibling and I want to watch out for you but I had my own child that I created to look out for you know I was scared for a minute though what Georgia was gonna do to her sister because again we've seen Georgia ain't one to fuck with so I was a little nervous there for two seconds her sister wasn't really motivated to do much either no help me help you looking for a handout (laughs) she was looking for a handout and so Georgia was like fine here here's your 10k which is double what you were asking the PI for get the fuck up 
about my house. Okay. And it was a moment of a crack in, in the facade of Georgia. Cause you see her really struggle with it. You see her kind of getting emotional. She was enjoying her sister being in town, but inevitably as always, Georgia's putting her kids first, herself first in the sense of, Hey, I have to do what I have to do. And you're, you're not loyal to me or my family. So, I mean, she really cannot trust her so, at all. And she's already juggling so much. She had to go. Absolutely. Her sister Absolutely. had to go. The kids are definitely not all right, though, Delora. Little no. Austin stabbed Cynthia's son, his school bully, in the hand with a pencil. Get suspended. Also, Savage. girl, I was afraid at first he was going to stab that kid in the eye. I didn't even I look did too. at the beat. Like, the first time, I couldn't even watch. Also sets fire to the to the front of the house, like the little uh, um, vegetable garden, I think it was his mother had, uh, with Caleb, his cousin at first. Mm-hmm. My question was, is he taking after his mother? Is, cre- is he crying out for help? Clearly, Austin needs something. He's going through something. Austin needs real supervision. I mean... During the Halloween episode, he was in the house by himself watching scary movies, Where, whereas uh, Jenny and Georgia were, you know, Jenny was at a party, Georgia was out. It's like, who's watching this kid? Nobody. And then remember, Georgia, when they did the little car picnic, thought that Austin didn't know what da-da-da-da-da-da-da, this one Shaggy song was about, and he was (laughs) like, it's about having sex on the 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 floor and getting caught. (laughs) So it's like, Georgia, do you know all of what your son does and goes through and what he's aware of? And I think she can have those assumptions because he keeps it, he keeps it to himself, right? Yes. He is so much more vocal than Austin. So there's a, you know, she's able to at least know where she, know where, where, where she could help Jenny. Whereas Austin, it's like, you know, he, he's a he's a chess you know what I mean and you know I don't know how she can open up I think she thinks she can just solely do it through Harry Potter references but at some point we got to have some real world conversation absolutely that is such a great point and I wonder if it also comes down to gender right because Jenny is a woman she's a little more vocal Mm -hmm. Austin is a boy he's being groomed in the world as probably being a little more insular and Mm -hmm. he also has less guidance because he has never known his father right at least jenny had has had her dad around has had this other parental figure yes austin has not you know it's just a lot for a little kid to go through so i felt for little austin he he has a special place in my heart in the show it's like children are resilient however you know and this is a very formidable time formative exactly you formidable, need to formative time somewhere <laughs> instead of trying to find a man girl it's always about a man again. Um, Jenny found Georgia's secret hideaway in her closet, including her gun, right? They lived in Texas. I'm surprised that Jenny was surprised. The fact is, she was surprised there was something she wasn't aware of about her mother. They almost ended up shooting each other, Lord Jesus, um, but thankfully do not. And we really I hated all those scenes with the gun. I hated it because I, I just thought that there was going to be a freak accident or something. It seemed like there was a lot that could have gone bad with it. But again, I was surprised. Like in Miss Congeniality, the one lady said, it's Texas. Everybody has a gun. My florist has a gun. Like I just figured that was the norm. So it wasn't surprising to me. And again, she's a single mother with two kids and she's done a lot of shit in her life. So I'm not surprised that she, but these are things we know as the audience that Jenny doesn't yet know. So by mid-season, we have our two leading ladies. Um, We get a little insight into Georgia when she says on her date with the mayor, 
I want to feel secure enough that I can just be free. That seemed like that really spoke to Georgia in a way that at that point I wasn't sure of because I had no idea what Georgia wanted. I had no idea who the real Georgia was. So I feel like that was an insight into her soul. And then one question I have for you before we kind of move into the end of the season, are some secrets and lies necessary to keep from your children, you think? Goodness gracious. Okay. I, I'm a strong believer in the truth will set you free, right? And so I think there should be, you know, age should come into account. However, there are ways of telling the truth and is without um, omitting it altogether. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and I do understand because, uh, for example, her kids not knowing she has a sister, right? Because she changed her identity, you know, you can't have, you can't have loose ends like that, right? But I don't know. I mean, we'll go into to it further. Um, yeah, for the end of the season, we will. When, when certain secrets are re- revealed, but I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't agree with all the secrets that she, yeah. she had to it seemed like she could have given them pieces of information over time so that everything wouldn't hit them at once and feel like such a shock or feel like how did you never tell us anything because over time depending on how long you keep a lie it feels like a betrayal and and we get that with uh, Jenny's reaction yeah but it's it's warranted you know yeah blindsided and no one no one enjoys that (laughs) and as far as murder goes i understand keeping that from your children but maybe in george's mind it's like well if i tell them one thing then it's going to be like a domino effect right and i rather the shield them from all but again from the kids perspective if they know nothing then it will all feel too much when it's all coming out which as we're seeing on the show is happening and some of it has a lot to do with I'm sure shame, right? Shame and yeah, putting herself in those positions and mm-hmm. having to do what she felt like she had to do to get out of those situations. Absolutely. Because we still, again, don't feel like we necessarily know the real Georgia. Georgia doesn't give us a lot of vulnerability. It's rare moments that we get her to be vulnerable. Yes. So let's move on to the end of the season, episode seven through 10. Jenny turns sweet 16, tries a new look for a few, aka straightening her hair. Mm-hmm. receives a full-out happy birthday tap dance number at school from Hunter. Dad got her piano, loved it. Of course, Marcus knows how to play the piano as well as paint. <laughs> Gave her a portrait he did of her. <laughs> Lord Jesus, man is talented. Ditches her mom's plans with her and her friends for drinking at Max's parentless house, which I kind of felt type of way about. I mean, Georgia really did go to a lot of effort. You know, you could have enjoyed a little bit of it. I get it. But just a little she bit, was maybe. giving her such a hard time that just kind of felt like, well, it must be the fact that she's a teenager at this point because there was no logic behind it, in she my was, opinion. She was also still upset about the long-lost aunt and all these lies. Mm-hmm. And I understand mm-hmm. that. But again, it's your birthday. You don't want to enjoy any of it? Okay, go ahead and sulk. That's fine. I can cry if I want to. Exactly. <laughs> Taking after her mama. Uh, Hunter gave her another gift, I have in quotes, at Max's house, that first oral experience thank you so much hunter uh too bad georgia called the cops on them when she realized they left to party mayor paul had to bail her out told her before he even told georgia that he loved georgia oh wow yes yes mayor paul is doing 
quite a bit. He's taking on those daddy duties, okay? Georgia broke down and told Jenny afterwards some real truths, finally, that she was molested by her stepdaddy, which is why she ran away at 14, and also that they're broke. So she feels like, you know, hey, at least I'm giving you some nuggets. I'm giving you some things, right? I'm giving you some things that you've been asking for at this point, hopefully that it'll bring us back closer together. Uh, it works temporarily. Georgia ups her theft game by end of season by stealing funds from the mayor's office, embezzling, asks her lawyer for a mysterious favor. Girl. Due to that P.I., Gabriel, a.k.a. Jesse, sniffing around, who is fake dating Nick. I felt I some type of way. Poor Nick. And I enjoy Nick, by the way. I love when Nick came in in that full ensemble for karaoke. Yes. I love Nick, okay? Jenny's dad, girl, Zion, comes to town. Hell of an entrance at school, by the way. They gave this man a full moment. Yes. Full moment. Funny that he picked up immediately on her thing with Marcus because Georgia had no clue. Zero. Had plans to 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 stay this time. Apparently, he never stays for long, and he is attempting. I appreciate him having that connection with his daughter, though. Like he I knew mean, her. Yes, you could tell that he has a layer of a relationship with her on a honest, I guess, more probably honest basis, so he can see her better mm-hmm. than her mm-hmm. mother can. Yes. He's planning to stay this time because, like I said, it seems like he is, from what they say, always kind of coming and going and be there for Jenny and also wants to be I a family. Roll. I well, roll. you know, he wants to I'm be like, a family. Negro, stay in one spot, please. Delora, he's trying, trying to be to a family. Myself. I'm a no. photographer. I'm Delora, it's different this time. Delora, it's different. He wants to rekindle things. He wants to be a family man now. They took he took her to a whole poetry slam. He did a poem. He's trying to be different. I'm saying this I sarcastically, roll. guys. I'm saying this sarcastically. Um, so at this point, George's love triangle becomes a square. Who's wait, wait. I thought about Negro, you ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> Martin reference. I love how you say it like I don't like to be defined by, by what I'm doing on any any <sighs> day. <laughs> Delora, whose team were you on in this love square for Georgia? I don't know. I don't know. Because I was concerned about her relationship with the mayor because obviously she's embezzling money, right? Yes, she is. And I didn't want him to lose his job on her account, you know? Yeah. Um, but when it came to Zion, you can definitely pick up on the connection between <laughs> georgia those feelings are all the way fresh it's like why have you not you know see this through seen yeah. this through um and then since we're at the end i needed more joe i needed <laughs> more joe joe did yeah. not get enough screen time joe is so handsome okay oh, i love joe he he is a real contender okay i love joe i but, definitely love but joe. at the same time because we are at the end and we know more about georgia i don't know if i want uh for joe's sake for her to be with him yes right because you see that it seems like 
Mayor Paul, which we're going to get to, especially when we get to the very end, has a better understanding of who she is than possibly even Zion does in terms of the darker aspects of George's character. And let's wait till the very, very end, because I want to get your final thoughts on this for sure. But at this Mm -hmm. point, I understand you don't know. I love Joe as well, but there's so much going on in the world of Georgia that it's kind of like, Georgia, who do you want to be? And then I can decide who I feel is best for you as but wouldn't that story be so beautiful randomly met that me that was a me cute okay I mean, when we, talk, when we talked about when we talked about that that quote she said where she wants to feel safe enough to be free that mm-hmm. to me would have been joe but i just don't know if she wants to be really be that person because That's true there's a lot that i think she revels in in some of her worst qualities i'll say that so <laughs> jenny like we got to talk about this major fallout with Hunter. So Jenny has a major fallout what? with Hunter due to a school essay contest that he won, but she felt she should have won because, again, it's this racist teacher, Mr. Gittin, calls her essay unconventional, even though she gets a standing ove in class, led to a verbal smackdown, this ugly war of words that lit social media afire regarding minority oppression, or as they called it, the Oppression Olympics. Hunter is half white, half Taiwanese. Uh, We know that Jenny is half black, half white. What were your thoughts on this scene? This scene was almost embarrassing for me. Like I was getting (laughs) secondhand embarrassment because I'm like, who wrote this? Did a a woke white person write this? Okay, let's go. Oppression Olympics. (laughs) What? What? Actually, actually, this scene came about because Sarah, the creator, invited both Hunter and uh, Jenny's characters over to her house, and they are the ones who came up with the harshest parts of this dialogue based on their own experiences. So, yeah, you'd be surprised to hear that they were the ones who had those punches to throw, right? Because the part that I think social media really went ham on is the fact that these are two biracial characters who are going at it in a scene that almost felt out of place in the context of their relationship. In the show, in terms of like real, real, real conversation when it comes to race, because I mean, it's highlighted, like we mentioned, in mm-hmm. certain scenes, like the police office police officer in the car and, you know, Jenny getting her hair done on sophomore night, you know, we have those small moments, but this just seemed like a major bomb. So, okay. So these are my thoughts about this argument with Hunter. Hunter was great on paper, but I never trusted him. I felt like he was a good guy for being a good guy's sake. Meaning I felt like he liked the attention of being a good guy. Like even the, the things he did for Jenny in some ways, I wonder if he did it for Jenny or if he did it because he thought that's what a good boyfriend is supposed to do. Do mm. you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that's interesting. And so this all came to a head in this argument because the way he fought dirty, that the way you fight says a lot about how you feel about the other person. It shows, again, the level of respect, going back to the Quavo Sweetie situation. Mm. And if you are if you're willing to swing me across the room or just throw grenades verbal grenades my way 
you don't respect me and you you sure you sure don't love me you know what i mean mm. and to me this was his true colors i'm like mm. i i never really i felt like i couldn't trust him he was just too quote unquote perfect for me um and his real colors showed in that in that fight interesting the what i was saying about the reaction on social media i didn't have that same reaction when i initially watched the scene because i was just thinking like well i don't come from either of these perspectives right i'm not half black i'm full black and i'm also not half taiwanese so i was more so thinking like is this shit true like is this how like is this y'all's perspectives as these you know, people that I didn't even think about it at the first time, or at least initially as much about like, Ooh, that was ugly between two people who are in a relationship. I was just like, hold on. Is this a perspective? First of all, I didn't know that you may have had to go serve in war. That's a, that's a new one for me. So I think I was so focused on like the facts that at first it eluded me, but then let's get to the actual relationship. So again, I liked Hunter. I did not think of this. I did not think of Hunter's character as being that calculating. I thought of Hunter as being more mature than the majority of his peers because I felt that whenever situations came up with Hunter to where initially with the issue where it seemed like Jenny was upset with him he came to her he was communicative he spoke to her about it that's not something that a lot of teenage boys do he told her listen I want you to know that I respect you I respect what you know you beyond just your physical yes I think you're hot but I don't want to just fuck that's not the point of this I also felt that in times Hunter was so focused on his next levels, like what he wants to do career-wise and all these things that he's going to be appreciated by women more than he's going to be appreciated at this point in time in his life as a teenage boy. So I didn't see Hunter's character as being this, having this level of, well, I'm just playing this role. I took him as genuine in the, in these moments, but in terms of this particular argument, the reason why I think I wasn't so adamant against Hunter is because in my mind, Jenny started it. Jenny started the argument by saying, how Asian are you anyway? And X, Y, and Z. So, you know, there's certain points in time and certain things that somebody's going through where if you push me, if you say something to me that triggers me, yes, my reaction is going to be such where let's go there. I don't think it negates or completely takes away from the positives of his character but I think it was a moment of ugliness because you push me a button that shit it exploded and here's where we are but I can't yeah. say that he was 100% wrong because Jenny again Jenny popped off at the mouth a few times during this show and this is one of those moments where I said Jenny you weren't ready for the response because you started this argument at a disrespectful level and unfortunately it stayed quite disrespectful so the last thing I'm going to say about this is I hear what you're saying and, and I, and I'm not saying that Jenny didn't deserve what she got, but I feel like there was a level of comp um, competitiveness um, between them as well. And I feel like he wasn't willing to hear her out because the teacher, oh, and we as an audience got a chance to see uh, the teacher only highlighting Hunter when Jenny was just as good and 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 for whatever reason she didn't you know tell her friends or anything like that so I feel like ego got in the way of uh, in that argument as well oh yeah thinking 
oh, well, I deserve this. And it's like, oh, no, she deserved it, too. You know I what can I mean? totally see that because they set it up for sure with them, especially in English class where that first assignment, he said the only person who got a perfect score was Hunter. But we see that Jenny also got a perfect score. I even mentioned that in a conversation I had recently that I think one of the things that will take away from Hunter's character is that they kind of set them up. Um, academically as being rivals in a sense where he was always Mm kind of taking something from her that she really wanted Mm -hmm. and again Jenny's what Jenny submitted was outstanding her peers gave her a standing ovation so to be completely Mm -hmm. overlooked in that moment especially as black women was very upsetting but I never it's borderline devastating yeah but but I couldn't at the same time like I said because of how it was set up I couldn't say oh Hunter I don't I don't agree with the way that it was presented because at the end of the day again Jenny sometimes you popped off a little bit too much for me and this was absolutely one of those scenes where it's like well but she did, don't she start didn't nothing want her be boyfriend nothing. to be empathetic to her and but he, he's, didn't, she, he didn't do any of that but like, he's been he's been empathetic at certain times i just feel like jenny if he if you don't say sometimes exactly what jenny wants to hear then immediately she says you don't understand me or you don't understand so it's hard for me sometimes especially because she's a teenager to always side with jenny because jenny doesn't want to hear reason either jenny wants some Someone to say well Jenny you're right and I get it that's your boyfriend you want that support but he also has his own perspective he's coming from like Hunter is also a full person as well that's all I'm saying is it's not that first of all I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming down hard on Jenny because I'm not they're both teenagers I felt that Jenny her uh what she submitted was exceptional and I especially did not appreciate the way she was overlooked academically as someone who took takes academics very seriously but I also did not take away from Hunter's character because of that. That's, and I don't want to keep harping on it because I know we're going to have to agree to disagree. But for sure, Delora, I hear you. And I think a lot of people will have that same perspective, especially because of how it was set up in terms of their academic uh, rivalry, almost, that they were, they had against each other in school. So Marcus, on the other hand, declared his love for Jenny after some harsh words from her, though, granted she just saw her parents together in bed and she was really hoping that they were not going to go down this path again he gets on his motorcycle and gets in an accident responsible not in this moment because it's one of the first times we see her act very rashly remember Mm. she said oh i'm always careful i always think things through and yet in this moment we see her immediately because she was feeling some type of way run into Mm. the arms of zion you promised jenny this time was going to be different you promised Jenny regrets her words, though, apologizes, but unfortunately, Delora Max gets quite upset when she finds out about Jenny and Marcus, because she finds his phone. Mm-hmm. Max makes a spectacle of it. It's a whole thing at her. She, she wins the lead and Sing Sing at school. It's a whole thing with the students outside uh, the, the auditorium talking about it. Do you think Max overreacted to this situation? Absolutely. I didn't think it was... I personally, I was not able to recall a time where she said that her brother was completely off limits. I, th- I feel like, yes, she might have felt, you know, blindsided that maybe they were sneaking around, which they mm-hmm. were, obviously. But I, in some ways, I really thought she could have been happy for Jenny in some ways, you know, and guess who told uh jenny not to tell 
Abby. Abby yeah. People, oh, you can never tell don't her. Don't ruin you can it. Never tell her. Don't ruin Mang. No, <laughs> Their no, name. No one wanted to, you know, take the time to do all that explanation. But I, I just, I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was the end of the world. I didn't get it. Did you? No. I mean, I think Max's character was very dramatic throughout the entirety of the show. It was a lot. And I understand, (laughs) I think from her perspective, it was the lie more so than the deed. But I just felt like, I mean, Max, can we at least have a conversation? You know what I mean? Like, can you at least say, hey, Jenny, again, this is my frustration now as an adult. And I understand that when I'm watching shows with teenagers, I look at things from an adult perspective. Now I relate more to the parents than I do to the kids. So I just, get more frustrated sometimes with these situations i get it though she was upset because why didn't you tell me we tell each other everything you're my best friend but she absolutely in my mind blew it up and then it became just so ugly because then you know we she thinks that abby betrayed her as well and then it's the boys in the hallway and hunter punches marcus in the face you know it just gets it just devolves and then the last thing i wanted especially because everything is jenny's going through is for her to hate herself because you almost feel like after all is said and done she goes right back to kind of how she was at the beginning this more sullen Mm -hmm. um dark person and i just i hate to see that in one of our main protagonists you know what i mean so yeah it was a bit devastating everything that she worked so hard to gain yeah it was it was a bit devastating for sure so i'm gonna roll through kind of the, the couple more things um so we can get to kind of our final thoughts on this for the sake of time so P.I. Gabriel discovered Kenny was in great health prior to his death and discovers Georgia grows wolf's bane, which is poisonous and causes heart attacks. In flashbacks, we see Georgia almost lost Jenny to the state when she was busted for that poker ring. So she agreed to marry her sleazy, slimy boss slash landlord. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemed like he was controlling. But Georgia, after only a couple weeks, kills him, Dolores. She puts a pill in his drink. And then runs back to Zion because again she had left. She had left Zion and his family. She felt trapped though. He didn't really he want did. her going anywhere. Yeah, it seemed like he was going to be very controlling, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, can we classify her now as a black widow, perhaps? Because I mean, absolutely. This is That's two what husbands. I have in my notes. <laughs> two husbands down. Two husbands down, right? Zion. By any means necessary. Truly, truly. Zion ultimately ends up leaving Wellsbury because he feels Georgia wants him to go, but he. Still stays close because he got an apartment he wanted them all to go to in Boston and on the flip side Mayor Paul proposes right mm-hmm. uh Jenny blackmails Mr. Gittin into signing a college recommendation letter for her so she does not go to the school board <laughs> about his racism towards her I put in my notes though she's only a sophomore so could this come back to bite her like you have to be in school with this man for another two years well um you know Part of the conversation, a lot of those parents had their kids getting ready for college. So, no, I don't think it was necessarily too premature. Too premature. And plus, if she's in his class, if she's in his class now, you know, it's fresh, right? (laughs) I mean, clearly, it seems like she's going to get this off unless this pops back up in season two. It was just Mm -hmm. one of those things I was like, oh, you got to be in school with this man for another two years. We'll see how this goes. But guess what? He was scared and he signed it. Oh, he sure did with the quickness because he knew, listen, this is not the time. This is not the era, baby. You're on the losing side. 
Um, little Austin continued to struggle. He was even skipping school. Delora, he found those letters from his dad. Where did this boy go during school time? That was I don't my know. question. I don't know what he was doing, but thankfully he made it. So <laughs> he found those letters from his dad in his mom's closet during a game of hide and seek with Zion. He was devastated. Je- he stopped talking. Jenny helped him mail the letters ultimately to his father. That's really left unsettled for season mm-hmm. two, if there is mm-hmm. one, Netflix. Georgia ultimately loses both her children's trust due to her lies i was worried for a minute though when he was in that closet he was gonna grab one of her guns because again we've seen him stab I a kid hated every gun scene in this show Girl, because the I way nervous. i didn't want someone to get startled and then shoot you know yeah. shoot it yeah, yeah. It was, i was i was nervous mm-hmm. jenny and austin burned the wolf's bane and dip out by the end of the season because jenny and pi gabriel have a little chat at uh joe's place of business and she learned some hard truths about her mother and about kenny's death so but she protected her mother in that conversation ultimately showed the loyalty that i needed and i know this is debatable at the end of Mm -hmm. how we feel about georgia but i needed in that moment for her to still be on her mother's side i'll say that um cynthia i mean she killed two men for her she did Cynthia gave Mayor Paul a bit of a run for his money in his re-election campaign with her smear attempts against Georgia and snooping of Georgia's thievery. But he ultimately wins in the end. He's re-elected. His fireworks, his fireworks provided Georgia the perfect opportunity to get rid of Kenny's ashes to cover up his murder. Wow. Give me, Delora, your final thoughts on the show and your predictions for where Jenny and Austin have gone. So this is why this show didn't get a very high marking for me because I was invested. I wanted to know what was happening. I was invested in love triangle between uh, Jenny and the boys and Georgia and the men. Um, But the way they were painting Georgia at the very end just seemed extremely dark. And to the point where, you know, even as an audience member, you kind of, the way we casually said, oh yeah, she killed two husbands for Jenny. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're still rooting for her, but it's like, are we supposed to? This woman is willing to put ashes in freaking fireworks and and she does this evil smile at the end. And so my final thoughts also with uh, Jenny leaving with Austin, why did she leave with this little boy on a motorcycle in the rain? I just don't understand. Thank you. My thing is, I feel like they may be going to her father's or, uh, I mean, the only two options for me is Zion's place or Zion's parents' place, you know, uh, but Zion obviously living closer to town is the, mo- the, the obvious choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just was very confused at the end, like, where are we going with this like is she this evil woman with this evil intent because i didn't think she enjoyed killing these men i think she did it out of necessity right right and she was happy every time she won or got away with it right (laughs) how to get away with murder exactly (laughs) what about you ashley so at first i was with you on the her going to zion's but then when i watched that netflix after show they have with like david spade Mm -hmm. and all of them they said that there were so many clues and what she packed and she wore that atlanta biker jacket of her mother so i was like well they do kind of leave it out there that we don't know how long georgia had that mentor in her biker chick so i was like well maybe she's going to atlanta and she's going to 
track down that lady because maybe she knew her. But your whole point about her taking her brother, I said this in almost every conversation I've had, it leaves such a kink in it to me because you going off is one thing, but you taking your nine-year-old little brother, like that's going to be very hard for you to do as a runaway at 16. You know, it just elevates the the difficulty of you doing what you're hoping to do essentially which we don't really know yet so season two is going to be juicy we see pi gabriel just finding out about george's first husband so it seems like he's a dog with a bone he's not about to let this go so you know i'm here for a season two i think based on how it's doing in the netflix you know world is we're going to get one so i'm here for it i hope that that we get some opportunities for healing for this family because this family Mm. has some struggles man yeah and you know i would watch a season two i'm not opposed to it i just i you know again how they build it up for her and her you know making these friends for her to lose literally everything yeah except maybe marcus because marcus comes back and says you know i didn't mean what i said and i do love you i i can't (laughs) tell you that's gonna be up to little jenny because you know padma gave her the warning and i feel like Padma was better than me because Padma I think really had feelings for him and you're telling the next Mm -hmm. one like listen here's what I've been through I just want to give you some words of advice like I said about I think Hunter is not yet appreciated by the women of his age group I think Marcus is still needs to grow into being a man and that's obvious at 15 that that's a part of his journey and maybe he's not yet at a place where he would be a good boyfriend for Jenny and Jenny also has her own shit to deal with Jenny yes has her own baggage that she really has to deal with and the main source of that baggage is her mother so I need her to resolve her family issues and then maybe I can focus more on her love life right and as I said before who Georgia ends up with is ultimately going to be dependent on who she wants to be I think her and Mayor Paul will have a great career in politics because Georgia ruthless and Georgia's gonna do what she needs to do to get her man elected exactly and I think that will be fun to watch and with that I actually don't mind her being with the mayor especially after he showed his true colors mm-hmm. of like oh you think I didn't think you slept with him that's girl I know who me, you are that's just some little unresolved feelings girl don't worry about all of that he's like there is a means <laughs> to the end and as long yes. as it's a point b yes he is a politician and she is the woman for him in politics for sure and again that also shows his savviness like he he, yes you know real recognized real they saw each other in legit legit delora (laughs) legit so does she want to be that person or does she want to settle down and be with joe and live a different life we'll see so that's really our recap in the end for jenny and georgia guys we hope you enjoyed it we hope that you had a lot of thoughts that you're willing to share with us especially on these love triangles and squares uh, because we would love to hear it but delora that's what i got thank you ashley okay so now it's time for hidden gems i'll go first okay so my first hidden gem is a brand spanking new netflix original series called country comfort if you enjoy the fake country accents virginia <laughs> georgia you'll enjoy them in this film or in this series starring katherine mcphee and eddie cibrian it's uh about katherine mcphee being an aspiring country singer you know she has a beautiful voice and she be somehow becomes a nanny of a, a widower and his like i think there's like five children or something and uh 
PG-13 episodes are literally 25 minutes. I watched it in a day. All right. <laughs> I watched it on a Sunday. Very easy watch. Uh, recommended just because it's it's family friendly. And sometimes finding easy family friendly shows are very hard to come by sometimes. All right. And my second and final hidden gem this week all right, so Justin Bieber has this new album called Justice. I'm not going to lie. He has freaking Martin Luther King interludes, and it makes me want to roll my eyes and ask why. However, he has this one song called Loved by You featuring Burna Boy that is delightful. I love it. I love it. And I highly recommend it. And if, you know, Burna Boy... I became aware of him, of course, courtesy of The Gift, uh, Beyonce's project for uh, Lion King. And um, he's just super talented. So he has that Afro beats situation mm-hmm. going on. And, you know, Justin likes to dibble and dab in international sounds. So, um, i.e., sorry. You remember that? Yes. So those are my hidden gems. What about what about yours, Ashley? Nice, nice. I have two as well. So my first one is The Last Blockbuster on Netflix. Savage. Um, yeah, it, it's as it sounds. It's about <laughs> the last blockbuster. And everybody's like, how could Netflix, who killed Blockbuster, come out with a documentary called Last Blockbuster? But what I love is that in this, you get more background from the CFO of Blockbuster about the demise of it and the fact that it was really based on the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009 mm-hmm. and the decisions that were made by the CEO at the time. And mm-hmm. that really caused the demise of Blockbuster more than um, the streaming. So interesting the watch. Competition. Exactly. <laughs> interesting watch, interesting facts. Bend, Oregon is the last standing blockbuster. You have people coming from all over, including a guy from Spain, just to come visit this final blockbuster, okay? Nostalgia factor is there for anybody who loves film, who loves who loved blockbuster, who remembers what those um, films smelt like when you took the case out, all those things they talk about. So loved after it for school, all of those things. Fridays after school, yeah. I did my, my personal pan, Pizza Hut pizza. Oh, girl, I still live for a personal pan pepperoni pizza. And I would go to those (laughs) new releases and see what was going on. And that was the weekend, Ashley. Yeah. I mean, it was a different it was a different time. And I feel sad that some the new generation will never understand. But it was an era and we will always remember it for such. So my second one's Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. This is another one that is on Netflix. It is exactly what it sounds like, which is that whole college admission scandal that happened back in 2019 you kind of see some reenactments of of real life um situations that happen in conversations that happen with the fbi wiretap you get more knowledge on where convictions and things stand today with those involved it was just a deep dive into it which i thoroughly enjoyed i was just very much in a documentary mood this week so those are my two hidden gems guys feel free to check them out and as always appreciate you listening Delora, love you so much. Thank love you. Love you too, Ashley. All right. What are we doing next week? You know what? I'm, I'm not going to make any promises right now. So. Not going to make any promises. Well, guys, stay tuned to our social media as Laura already <laughs> shouted out at Recap Podcast, and we will let you guys know what we're going to do next week. But in the meantime, as always, be blessed. Love you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>